Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. We've talked about the impact of unforgiveness. We've talked about what is forgiveness. Let's let's trans, trans, transition. I was going to say translate. Let's transition into what forgiveness isn't. There, there are roadblocks, I think, that we put up because we have these things that we think forgiveness requires. And I think we have some misunderstandings there. Absolutely. So, we want to get out of the cage of unforgiveness. And we say, I can't get out because... I can't get out because I can't forget. I can't forgive because I can't forget. How many times have you heard the saying, forgive Mm -hmm. and forget? Well, guess what? It's a big fat lie. It's a big fat lie. You forgiveness is not forgetting because you aren't wired to forget. You are wired to remember case in point. You remember what impacts you deeply. Now I don't remember what I wore three weeks ago on a Tuesday because it didn't impact me greatly. Now I do remember what I wore to some very special. I remember what I wore on my wedding day, not just because I have pictures, but it impacted me deeply. So I remember what I feel. So if I were to say to you nine 11, what comes to your mind? Well, you were what you felt absolutely true. Tragedy, heartache, and I say, well, just forget it. Let's give new con- let's give new context to 9-11. Anytime you hear 9-11, now I want you to think of an ice cream cone. It's not gonna happen because you were affected so deeply. So it's not forgetting. Uh, forgiving is not forgetting. Um, forgiving is not condoning. Yeah, you wanna talk about this one? Yeah. Um, listen, it's all grace all the time. Here's the challenge that a lot of times we've heard people talk about is if I forgive them, if I give them grace, Mm. I'm letting them off the hook Mm -hmm. and they owe me. And by the way, what they did was wrong. It was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. So when you extend grace to someone, you're not saying that the offense is no longer offensive. Right. That's not what you're saying. That's not what your posture is. That's what Here's, we're so afraid of, though. But here, well, because we're afraid we're going to be taken advantage of. Mm. So we put these walls up to try to protect ourselves. Sure. Here's, here's the problem: those walls aren't serving us well. They're actually those are the walls that are putting us in the cage. Listen, we've all met this person. And you know who I'm talking about? That person that they were born in a negative tense. They're just sour. And, and you, when you find out what's the junk that's in the trunk, they had a time when they were grievously offended. And they've never, they feel like if they let that person off the hook, they are not going to have to pay for what they did. Mm. And, and if I, and even more so, if I give them grace, mm. there is no way, there is no way that that is just. Mm. That's powerful. And so we put walls up to protect ourselves, to keep the bad things from coming in. But guess what really happens? The walls keep the good stuff from coming in. Right. doesn't keep the bad stuff out. It keeps the good stuff from coming in. Right. Right. And so it's important to know forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not condoning. I'll refer you back to what we talked about earlier um, with the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 18. 
<laughs> By the way, that's also the blueprint for how do we handle conflict within the church. Absolutely. You go to someone, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a moment. You, you go to someone if, if they've offended you, and if they if they repent, you have a brother, you have a new friend. But if they don't, you take witnesses with you. And then you take them before the body. You take them before the church, the community. And then if that doesn't work, you start all over. Why? Because grace never stops. I, I've, I've had people ask this question. When is to, when is, isn't there a limit to grace? Well, I, I don't know. You tell me. How, how much grace do you want? How much grace do you need? Usually that question is rooted in this deception of, um, it's really kind of a legalistic, uh, self-inflating um, perspective that, you know what, I'm, I'm moving towards sinless perfection. Right. Even from a doctrinal standpoint, and moving towards sinless perfection, I'm I don't need that much grace anymore. So it's too bad that everybody can't get their stuff together the way I have mine together. Mm. And it's a posture. My heart hurt, but it's true. But, but it's a posture of arrogance, and frankly, it's just toxic. Not only within the body of Christ, but it's toxic in your marriage. Mm. Um, so. What I would suggest to you is that you come to it with open hands and it's always grace and, and, and it never stops. There's never, you can't overdo grace. Jesus didn't. Once again, that doesn't mean I'm condoning it. It doesn't mean that the offense is no longer offensive. But people aren't going to change their behavior because of your judgment and condemnation. They're going to change their behavior as they see an incredible grace and love that can only come from the Father. I'll say this one other thing and then we'll move on. Remember one of the last sayings of Jesus as he is on the cross. He says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That was not aimed at the Roman soldiers. Because just before that, Jesus told Pilate, hey, listen, it's, this isn't your fault. The greater condemnation is for the people like Judas, who betrayed me, and obviously the religious leaders who had their agenda. People who when Jesus, knew better. When Jesus is, is extending that forgiveness, it was, there was not one person that had asked for it. Not one. Hmm. His disciples had all blown the place. They were out of there. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I want to land there for a quick second because you could say, of course they knew what they were doing. Recently, I've had some situations in my life that just came out of nowhere and blindsided yeah. me and were literally a gut punch. And I'm still, I'm just still like, what in the world caused that? What has happened? How could somebody be so angry from at me for something? I don't even, it, I, don't, I involved, didn't even do. It involved slander. It involved lies. Lies. And just so, out lies, so. I, I just keep coming back to Father, forgive them. They know that what they do. And I think about that time where. Yeah, maybe they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. For instance, those who killed Jesus, they knew they were killing someone. Some of them thought they were doing the right Favor. thing. That's right. But they didn't know the depth of the impact of what they were doing. So my prayer, when I'm praying through forgiveness of someone, be it something small or really big, is to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know. They don't know of the of the depth of yeah. the hurt that they've called me. They can't that they've caused to me. They can't really know. They don't know what they do. And that prayer has been such a big deal in my yeah. life. We've been um, 
sometimes why do, why do bad things happen to good people, right? So someone has offended me. They've done, well, I'm, I'm a, why did they do that to me? I'm a good person. I'm going to challenge even the premise of the question. What makes you think you're good? <laughs> what makes you think you're good? Is it because you didn't do that? I mean, you're putting yourself now in a position that we saw Jesus condemn with the Pharisees. Remember, he's at the at the temple. There's the Pharisee that's basically praying, hey, God, thank you that I'm not like this sinner this here beside me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and this other guy, he's over there beating his chest, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Which prayer is it that, that, that God heard and was drawn to? Mm-hmm. So I guess if you can say the greatest roadblock that prevents us from getting out of the cage usually is arrogance it's a lack of humility Mm. it's a posture of i need to be better than Mm -hmm. and and so i have to i i have to therefore uh, even even uh rather than cover the sin i have to maximize it And it's just, it takes us places we don't really need to go. So in order to get out of the cage, we have to understand that forgiveness is not, we hope you're still with us, by the way. (laughs) Forgiveness is not forgetting. Thanks for doing the hard work. Forgiveness is not condoning. And then forgiveness is not necessarily. Confronting. Confronting. And you're like, what? I'm going to give you a great example that's in the news right now. And, And please understand where I'm, I just think this is a beautiful example of, some things that some people are going to have to work through. Jeffrey Epstein is all over the news right now. Um, and by every descriptive, tragedy. it's a tragedy and not a really good guy, right? Um, and now all of these victims mm. that fell at his hand, now uh, because, of his su- because of his suicide, they're not going to be able to confront him. But can I tell you something? They still have to move toward forgiveness. Because if they don't move toward forgiveness, they will be stuck and they are the ones that will pay the price for it the rest of their life. Mm. Um, Now, this may be one of those spots. Some of you have some horrific things that have happened to you in your past. Can I tell you, you need someone that can help guide you through that. Usually it's going to need to be a licensed professional, a therapist, a counselor. Um, when it's in your past, and, 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 absolutely, and they can help you work through that. But one of the one of the things that we've actually seen work really, really well is the empty chair. And you may even want to try this on your own. You have an empty chair, and you're imagine whomever it may be. Maybe someone in your past that you can't get to. Maybe it's someone who has now died. You can't get to them, and you place them in that empty chair, and you confront what they did. But can I tell you? That's not going to be enough. You're going to have to forgive them. Not for them. Again, don't buy into these lies that we've talked about. you got to let it go for yourself. you got to let yourself out of the cage so that you can experience freedom. I mean, yes, forgiveness so, is a gift that we give. And oftentimes our offender receives a gift through it. But the ultimate gift comes to yeah, us it, it, when we do it. And let me give an it's example. Kind of selfish, let me, really. Well, let me give you an example on the flip side of that. Um, obviously, Melody and I are here in South Carolina, and um, in the recent past, we were all just shaken with the tragedy that happened at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston. Just how do you how do you square that circle and bring and bring some type of reasoning to that? But I will never forget mm. the voices of those victims at um, the perpetrator, and I'm not going to use his name. The perpetrator is is beginning the process of being confronted for what he did. 
And these victims stand before him, though, yes, through tears and through grief and sadness, they offer him forgiveness. Now, can I tell you something? I don't know that it had any impact on the perpetrator. Don't know. <laughs> right. But I can tell you this, they're free. They are now able to live in freedom in spite of the fact that none of that can be put back together. It's broken beyond repair, um, which kind of leads us to the next one. Forgiveness does not necessarily demand reconciliation. Don't miss this. There are, there are times that you get the happy ending. And Melody and I are an example of that. And there are many times that as, as individuals, it takes two parties to, to have reconciliation. Um, so the offender has to be willing to repent and the offendee has to be willing yeah. to forgive. And that's best case scenario. And, and when that happens, now you have the opportunity for reconciliation. But listen, whether or not reconciliation happens, forgiveness is still necessary. Um, Absolutely. And there are times that it is not safe yes. for you to reconcile with someone. Yes. We get that question a lot. Like, right. should I stay with my spouse if there is abuse? How quickly and how loudly can I say, no, no, we want you and any children to be safe. And might I add to that, though? Um, oftentimes in those cases, as, as the offended spouse removes themselves, the other spouse can 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 a spouse recover from especially emotional abuse verbal uh, verbal abuse um and 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 i want to be very careful Behavioral. here um yeah because when you start getting into the world of, of sexual and physical abuse that's that's um that creates a brokenness and trust that it's really really hard to put back together but the fact is you do not have to reconcile the relationship. Here's the point we're really trying to make. Don't focus on the reconciliation. Focus on the forgiveness. Whether or not you reconcile, forgiveness is still going to be necessary for you to stay out of the cage. Mm, absolutely. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.